Moshon is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? That's all swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. It, Thank you for that. The stitching you that got. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Welcome to the second annual Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast live draft reaction spectacular. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Witty Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. Best Bills content out there. It's Thursday night, it is like 11 30. At night, I'm very tired watching this draft, but let's get right into it. Brandon Bean saved us a good 15 minutes of sleep time, which could be critical to one's overall health. So thank you, Brandon Bean, by trading up two spots, giving up a fourth rounder in the progress to move to the 25th pick and select the tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid, a fluid route runner with great hands, arguably the best tight end prospect in this year's draft. Plus another weapon for Josh Allen. And like the state symbol of Utah, you just get a feeling that Dalton Kincaid is a pot that is going to cook. Because the state symbol of Utah is for some reason a cooking pot. Who knew? Tony, what are your initial thoughts on the Dalton Kincaid pick? I think it's obvious why the state symbol is a cooking pot for Utah. Utah is founded as the Mormon refuge, whereas (laughs) they could have infinite wives without being persecuted ah <laughs> very insightful of you your historical background i mean i mean i'm making an inference are you saying feel dalton like has multiple wives or could have multiple wives down the road well with that smile i don't see oh. why not with that smile and that those are like the glowing suits look they're glowing he, he glows he glows top it, to bottom but like in like a big white goofball kind of way yeah, very good. So you have to like be into it's a type. He's he's a type. Are you, are you surprised um, they went tight end here? Surprised is an interesting. No, not now. If you would ask me five hours ago, would you be surprised if they went tight end in the first? I would say yes. Yeah. But sorry. after seeing how the board fell, no, I am not surprised that they went Dalton Kincaid after the run on wide receivers. I was kind of like. Well, geez, now what the hell are we going to do? Like, none of this makes sense anymore. And right. then I'm like, before, you know. Before I picked four wide receivers in a row. <laughs> like, right. That was nuts. Right. Right. So I was like, well, now what are we going to do? And it occurred to me, well, you know, Don Kincaid is still out there. Like, maybe that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's a really great value pick in the mid-20s, you know, now knowing right. 25 or even at 27. Then I'm like, that's a really good value. Kincaid, I I knew going into tonight and to this weekend that I wanted a tight end. Uh, so I was I was hoping when we went on the clock that we were going to grab Dalton Kincaid. And I didn't know who else we would even be thinking about because nothing else kind of value-wise made that much sense to me um, unless we were going with 
someone who like really wasn't in need. Like, I'm like, are we going? I don't know. I'm like, because I didn't think we would jump up for Branch or, right. uh, you know, they're like other players that I felt like kind of fit us, but maybe not fitting the need and matching need with value. So I was hoping Roger was going to announce Kincaid. And here we are. And here we are. It was true to Brandon Bean to move up past the Cowboys who are rumored to have been wanting a tight end and with Dalton Kincaid being the best tight end in this class. That was arguably going to be the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I love this pick. I, I love any pick that makes Skip Bayless just lose his mind. <laughs> Skip was so upset that the Bills jumped the Cowboys and took Dalton Kincaid. He thought Dalton Kincaid would be a fantastic weapon for Dak Prescott in that Cowboys offense. So I have to only think this is a great pick based on Skip Bayless, who is the worst in big-time sports media, that he hates this. He hates the Bills moved up past his Cowboys. So awesome pick. Uh, I'm a little worried, Tony, because while I like Dalton Kincaid, can he command the spotlight? And I'm not talking about with his Bills teammates. I'm talking about in his draft party. He was overshadowed by his brother. Mullet power to the fullest. Not where I thought that sentence was going. You took me on a journey. I thought you were going to say that the true star of the draft party was the dog. Oh, the dog. (laughs) No, it was a little scrawny dog. That's the tape I think we need to look back on uh, when it comes to analyzing Dalton Kincaid. The way that dog reacted to the roller coaster of emotions in the room uh, of, you know, when Dalton Kincaid is on the phone and he jumped, panicked a little bit, but also in a loving way. Mm, that dog was a star. The dog's a star. <laughs> I didn't even notice the brother. Really? Oh, I, that's all I noticed was the brother. I'm like, who has this wacky mullet? Who is uh, like thrusting or like gyrating like he's like Duff Man from The Simpsons? <laughs> like so excited. <laughs> like pelvic thrust that his brother got drafted. Also, virally went famous because he could not find the Bills hat in his oh, row that's of the brother. 32 teams' hats. <laughs> he could not find a Bills one for his brother to put on after the Bills drafted him. The brother definitely overshadowed Dalton Kincaid in this in this uh, scenario here. And I was just a little worried. I'm just a little worried. Uh, our first-round pick who is going to need to command the spotlight because they gave up a fourth rounder for him. As I mentioned, he's a first round pick and he's going to be playing right away. Like this is the dream to have the two tight end set, the mismatches. Uh, this is just a giant slot receiver for the bills and Ken Dorsey to utilize. So uh, Dolan Kincaid is going to be put right into the fire and he's going to have to perform. Can he command the spotlight after being overshadowed by his brother with that glorious mullet and uh, the mullet fitting the fact that he couldn't find a hat in the two minutes allotment. He had to find a hat. Uh, so that, that, that's where I went with it. I was a little worried. It didn't really click for me. That's his brother. And I guess I really didn't see this gyration dance that you speak of. But the not finding the hat was the first thing that I noticed. But can you blame them? To me, that's a, that's a feather in their cap. They were prepared in a thoughtful way. Because no one was thinking Dalton Kincaid is going to be a bill. Right. So that hat was not at the ready priority wise. <laughs> Do you think his teams and are picking and Dalton doesn't get picked? He's just throwing the hats away. <laughs> nope. Eagles. Nope. Man, that would have been 
Ravens, such a power no. move. <laughs> but you never know. Like you never, like, maybe, yeah, you never know if someone's going to trade up for you. I, I mean, I would have loved for that to be what was happening, thinking that there's good preparation happening, and then someone trades back up to get him. Yeah, and he just says yeah. the ashes, an embarrassment <laughs> the ashes of all the all the draft, all the 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 teams that were for not that did not yeah. pick his brother. Um, yeah, he's just a, a scorned, mullet loving brother of a NFL football <laughs> player. Now, <laughs> the only other thing about Dalton Kincaid, uh, like I said, love the pick, great route runner, great hands, can be a mismatch. I mean, if this is the next Travis Kelsey, and that's obviously a reach because Travis Kelsey will probably go down as one of the greatest tight ends of all time. But if this is the next Travis Kelsey or what we were hoping to get from Dawson Knox, and I'm saying Dawson Knox is a bad player by any means. I think he's a very good player, but we we're hoping to get it like a Travis Kelsey light. If this is the guy who can consistently week after week get you eight to 10 catches for 80 to 100 yards and a touchdown like like Travis Kelsey esque numbers, but on a consistent basis, this is a home run pick in my book. Well, geez, I mean, those kind of numbers every day for him to be that much of a cornerstone piece of the offense. Don't you feel like uh, he needs to be? <laughs> No, I don't think anybody needs to be anything. Is oh, wow. Right. Always where I disagree with many fans of, like, you got to play first-round picks, you got to do this, you got to do that. Yeah. You don't, have to do, you don't have to do anything. You just have to win. You just have to win games, and it doesn't matter who is uh, victimized in your way of getting there or whatever. You don't have to you just, just win. And I also think, in this case, you have to Dawson is number one and he also has to be Dawson has to be lead dog in terms of the tight ends. But I think Dalton Kincaid will get his, we'll get his, he'll get his meals. He'll get his, yeah. his uh, Oh, he'll get his, it? he'll get a slice. Yeah. He'll get his pie slice. Yeah, for sure. It'll be an organic, but pie, I don't but know if it's going to be, be a, fucking like that. <laughs> it'll be a hefty, I think it'll be a hefty slice. Yeah, it'll be a it'll cheesecake be factory size slice. Of, of whoa, pie. whoa, whoa! I mean, <laughs> now you're really writing checks. <laughs> we can't cash. Um, do we have any uh, good nicknames for Don Kincaid? I mean, there's a lot of factors we can go here. We could go with the factor that uh, we can we can do like a group nickname, considering both our main tight ends now have the initials DK. Um, right. When I thought of Dalton Kincaid, though, I thought of like, I don't know why the fifth lead in the movie Grease or something like <laughs> Like by his name or by his look? By his name, not by his look. Okay. Yeah, no, by okay. his name. It's like either like a greaser or something or like a low level one, not like a, a Thunderbird. Like, tra- like Travolta. Yeah, like a, like a, fifth leg of the thunderbirds uh or is that what their name is is it the thunderbirds i don't know that sounds right t-birds is it is it t-birds and pink ladies it's pink ladies definitely it's definitely pink ladies i know that only pink ladies (laughs) this isn't a grease podcast it never will be um or dalton kincaid is like the not the best friend of the star of some 90s show but like kind of like the friend of the friend of the star of a on a, on a 90 show. Like, this is my friend, Dalton Kincaid. And you see him in like five episodes. Uh-huh. A recurring like character. That, yeah. Yeah. He's like a, like a Mr. Peterman kind of character. Mr. Peterman. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like a Jay Peterman. 
Oh, 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 okay. Like okay. he like he's not he's not in every episode of Seinfeld, but right. he is a mem- memorable character for the short yes. time he was on the show. Like that's how I feel like a Dalton Kincaid character would be. See, I a guy think named that... Dalton Kincaid. I see. Well, I think what you're describing is a little contradictory here. Whereas like of Jay Peterman is there as a scene stealer, uh, but well, Don Kincaid, like a is friend it? is more of a support. And the, and I think that this is really the question that we're running into in his role in the offense as well. Yes. Because like even, so I'm remembering that it, during Boy Meets World, was there at one point there was like all of a sudden a third friend of Sean and Corey's <laughs> Was there? And we were like, who's this guy? Did that, I mean, I, like, why do I have it in my mind that, like, that happened? I mean, there was, um, who was the geeky kid in in the early seasons? Who, what was his uh, name? Minkus. Yeah, what is this guy? Yeah, Minkus. Minkus. It was yeah. Minkus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was that kind of considered the third friend? No. Get serious. <laughs> yeah, Minkus would never be. They're not hanging out with Minkus. He's Minkus. He's Minkus. You know where this happened is like is in uh is in a Fresh Prince. There was like the third friend, and I specifically oh, yeah. remember, you know, it's like it, it wasn't just jazz. Like all of a sudden, Will is like having this other guy over, and it was the and it was the the night that he slept over, and there was uh, the music video was getting uh, shot in the living room. Was it like the third friend that's a bad influence, and then the the real best friend tries to like pull him back to the good side? No. No, it was just like an, it was just another friend, and it wasn't jazz. And like I'm supposed to just immediately be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's like Will's friend that I've just never met." But I'm assuming when the cameras aren't on, they're really good friends. <laughs> that's Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> uh, I mean, six four, two fifty, great route running, great hands. I mean, if he is not, and this is what we wanted. A, we wanted to start, or we wanted another weapon for Josh Allen in this offense. Uh, B, we wanted another piece for Ken Dorsey to utilize. Now the question is, of course, and I'd say this with Dalton Kincaid, I'll say this with any of the picks that happen in the 2023 draft for the Buffalo Bills, do the coaches know how to utilize these guys correctly? Because I think that's a big question. That's a big question. Dalton Kincaid has all the tools to be a great player in this league. Can the coaches, and Ken Dorsey specifically in this case, uh, schematically uh design plays for him to get open especially being a rookie like i mean he's gonna he's gonna need some assistance schematically i think on the offensive side of the ball to be involved uh so can ken dorsey be creative enough can he utilize different uh offensive sets and things like that to get Dalton kincaid involved um you know two tight end sets and things like that which we didn't see a lot of last year i mean when your second tight end is either a inactive or be Quinn Morris. And I like Quinn Morris a lot, but he's not a, he's not a game breaker. Dolan Kincaid could be a game breaker. So uh, I think his game against USC, he had like Kelsey like stats or like 16 catches, a hundred or 200 yards, and uh, a touchdown or two. So I mean, he could be a weapon. Now it's, now it's a question of does Ken Dorsey know how to utilize him? So uh, I think those are a lot of factors that'll go into the success of this pick. So we will, we will see, but uh, uh, at its surface, I, I think it's a very good pick. Brandon Bean is known to make moves. He makes a move again here, moving up two picks to jump out of the Cowboys and uh, take possibly a great tight end, possibly a uh, fifth lead in the T-Birds in Greece, Dalton Kincaid. 
Uh, okay, so I have a, a couple other, like here's where my mind was in nickname creation. Um, so Dalton, to me, I hear Dalton, I immediately think Roadhouse. I don't know if that's anything, because I don't particularly like Roadhouse as a well, movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. But I, I do like Swayze as a figure. Oh, who doesn't? Right. So is Dalton Kincaid essentially Swayze reincarnated as a tight I think, end? I think Roadhouse could be a good nickname. Now, let's, let's connect the dots here. There's right. a picture, picture floating around, and this could be a weird movement for the Bills. We talked about the ball movement and the coaching staff. The player movement, though, could be Western Cowboy. Because Don Kincaid right. pictured him with a cowboy hat. We know Josh likes the cowboy hat, Wyoming Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver is a country boy by trade, riding a horse, wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, Ed Oliver is literally be, a cowboy. Yeah, literally. Uh, there could be a Western kind of cowboy movement here. Mm-hmm. So I, Roadhouse, I'm liking Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah, I'm like Texas Roadhouse. I'm, I'm liking Roadhouse as a. What's as a the nickname. Texas Roadhouse? Uh... Isn't there like a a, uh, a signature dish at Texas Roadhouse? Like, do I associate Bloomin' Onions with Texas Roadhouse? Bloomin' Onions is definitely Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse, you are correct. Know that for a fact. I think Texas Roadhouse which is Australian. Has, yeah, which is Australian. Crikey. I think Texas Roadhouse has like the good um, cinnamon, and for the foodies out there, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the cinnamon, like honey butter roll, like pre-dinner rolls. Mm. I, I think that's a Texas Roadhouse staple. I like Food how staple. you said foodies. Tell me if I'm wrong <laughs> about something at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> you're saying like, the finest. You're saying you know, the finest palates out there are going to Texas right. Roadhouse. Like you know, foodies. We know that you frequent Texas Roadhouse, <laughs> the pinnacle of. Of your interest, of your hobby, of of quality food. <laughs> oh, Tony, I have low standards, obviously. For, Yikes! Uh-huh. For, for dining experiences, uh, I like Roadhouse. What are your other options for nicknames here? Uh, I was also thinking about something. This is a reach. This is going to be you're immediately going to write it off. Okay. But I'm like, Kincaid is where I was trying to like get something from. Yeah, it like, sounds Kincaid, like something. Like it's a well, I, yeah. I'm taking like the last letters of like aid, like farm aid, Kincaid. Oh, okay, like that's it's a, a, that's a reach. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's an a, aid. I don't know. That's I was kind of hoping that I would start there and then you would have something. No, I got nothing. <laughs> All right, you come up with something. Your creative I got juices would bridge the gap yeah, no, a little bit. No, if you're looking for my creative juices, the uh, the farming community play is not. <laughs> Where, where yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> now, personality-wise, for Dalton Kincaid, this is a this is a deep cut. But you know who he really reminds me of? Who's that? He's kind of a just like really happy-go-lucky, really easygoing. But I I think like I read a lot of uh, I read a lot of like emotion in him. Like he's got really high emotional intelligence, and he knows he's excited, and he knows his passion, and he knows and he yeah. would have like a lot of sensitivity surrounding that. He really reminds me of the gentleman who, if you remember several years ago, there was like this viral story of two people who had matched on Tinder and they only had one back and forth every six months. And the back and forth was like, 
they were always like joking like oh i just sorry like sorry i didn't get back to you i was in the shower but it's like six months later and then like six months later the next person would go back and they like did that back and forth for a while and then they're like the screenshots went like viral and right people and like you know some kind of like pay for the day and went to hawaii together and then it was you know not a love connection but you could tell in every interview that those people were doing that she was just like acting normal and was like yeah like i don't know like i guess he's cute and i'll go out with him and but he thought clearly that this was like some existential work was being done and that like he's going through this crazy special experience and like thusly they would be meant to be uh and he would always get like really you could you could like read in his voice the emotion that he had behind that that's kind of like he's just always in awe of things that were happening to him and things that he would discover was like like oh my god you like the office oh my head is spinning right now you know like you're just right like that's what i read on dalton kincaid is that just level of everything just makes his heart explode and he's just so happy and fulfilled and he's just yeah like the innocence surrounding it all that's what i when i hear uh dalton kincaid speak that's what i take from his personality yeah he gets excited about little things yeah i think so but i think he also you know from what i understand from astro the the tweets of astro great Mm -hmm. uh bill's bill's analyst we know him we love him uh the that he's just like a a man child a brain child would man child be the term love child i guess would be the term of Mm -hmm. josh and dawson knox in this in personality wise in the sense that they both could just you know goofy talking about movies talking about uh whatever yeah, just like just like randomly saying stepbrothers quotes yes exactly yeah yeah exactly exactly you know um a couple other things that mesh with the bills uh and dalton kincaid yeah he's a big golfer on his free time so oh, yeah we know josh uh will appreciate that uh and a fun fact he's the first bills tight end taken in the first round since 1983 right so Tony is, he imme- is he immediately like the second best tight end to wear a bill's uniform ever like without playing a snap <laughs> i was just trying ever. to think of this like the best being just based on potential alone i think the best is dawson knox like easily right you think dawson knox is the best tight end in bill's history that's what you're telling me right now i mean it's not a lot like the the pool is not like great or deep. Like it's it's Jay Reimersma and Scott Chandler, and possibly that's it. Like to and Pete Metzlars. Uh, okay, I mean Pete gets points for the the look, the mustache, and the mullet, which would probably go great well, in Don Kincaid's family. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Charles Clay. Oh no! Stop it! Right now, get <laughs> out of here with it. Get out of here. So that is Cut the it out. Cut it out. Uh, that is the Bills' first pick in the 2023 draft. We will be back tomorrow or like five seconds from now if you're listening to this, but with rounds <laughs> two and three, day two. Uh, and we'll see what the Bills pick. Uh, for now, uh, we'll see you then. Tony, we're back with the Bills' second round pick, and we have a sponsor for this pick, Tony. Oh. Shocking news. Let's throw it to our sponsor real quick. Oh, 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 Osiris, Florida guard. 
Osiris Torrens, <laughs> Florida guard, is the newest Buffalo Bill with their round two selection. He was a pre-draft visit to the Bills. He played in the Senior Bowl. This has Brandon Bean prototype all over him. Uh, interesting pick. Uh, guard, we always talked about in the offseason, getting protection for Josh. Your biggest need in the offseason, your biggest goal to reach is to protect your $250 million investment in Josh Allen. And Osiris Torrance does that. Different type of guard. That's why I say it's an interesting pick. It's a different type of offensive lineman than the Bills are used to. He is a greater, road grader, a mauler, bigger guy. Bills and Aaron Cromer usually like the smaller, you know, 300 to 310 pound players who can pull and are use that athleticism and zone blocking schemes and things like that. Osiris Torrance is not that. He's 330, 6'5". Like, he's a huge dude. Uh but this seems like a great pick, great value in the second round. Some mocks had him as a first-round talent. Some mocks had him to the Bills in the first round. So for him to drop to the Bills and Bean to pick him up in the second round, uh, I think this is a really great pick. And for the first two rounds here, I think the Bills have done a really good job uh, addressing some needs that we just have been discussing this offseason. Uh, Tony, your thoughts on Osiris Torrance? Uh, no complaints here. My first thought was like, wow, between the Dalton pick and this pick, I'm like, if we were doing grades from some sort of AI algorithm where, you know, like if you're doing an online mock draft and those grades are just coming from like how you best seized and got value, Bean would be crushing it. Two A pluses probably because these have to be the biggest gaps between, um, you know, the biggest gaps between perceived value and where they actually went for two in a row. Dalton right. getting Dalton Kincaid in the twenties, getting Torrance in the fifties is just wild. And so, yeah, based on value, great pick, really like it. Happy to have a guard. Cause I think the jury's out for me on both of the major guards that we signed, I guess, even That'd though be... I'm calling him the good Connor McGovern. <laughs> right. Is he though? We'll find out. We just assume. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're just assuming, but I think it's fair to assume. Um, so I'm. I I think that this is a good pick. I think it's a sensible pick. I feel like uh, now we're just like in an embarrassment of riches on the interior offensive line. But the question is, are any of them actually good, or is this just going to be what? It seems like a lot of positions are is that we have one star and then there's like three to five guys that are all about as good as the other ones. Right. And now we're just sort of, we're just kind of like doing that with the interior offensive line. So um, I do really like this pick. I think it makes sense. I like finally getting an interior, uh, an interior offensive lineman on the cost controlled rookie deal as the salary cap gets more and more cumbersome for us as the years go on. So I like that. He seems like he's going to be really good. No complaints. I have no concerns. My only gripe is that I keep wanting to call him Cyrus O'Torrance, <laughs> but it's Osiris Torrance. Obviously that rich Irish background is confusing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you know how many how many like p- 
Polish Americans of Buffalo are going to be calling him Cyrus O'Torrance just for years. <laughs> uh, above ninety percent. <laughs> yes, yes, like that. It's that's, that's right. set up for you know it is set up for <laughs> that mistake to be taking place. Right, right. From a roster construction standpoint, this is an interesting pick in that department as well because you would hope. And the Bills do not have a great track record with second round picks, especially offensive linemen in the second round. We don't need to go down the list. Cody Ford. Yep, that was my first thought too, actually. <laughs> um, but Cyrus Quanjo. Um, so yeah. uh, interesting history not on our side here. But you would hope as a second round pick, he would be inserted right into the starting lineup. Uh, Connor McGovern, multi-year deal. Ryan Bates, multi-year deal. I'm pivoting on the angle I'm looking at this from. I think this is more like damning to Mitch Morris, who will definitely be a bill this year. Or I shouldn't say definitely. It most likely will remain a bill throughout the season. But post this season, when they need to free up some salary cap, Bates shifts to center. And then Torrance and McGovern, those could be the interior offensive line next year very easily. So uh, I think this is a more damning pick for Mitch Morris's future as a Buffalo bill, actually. Uh, so that is that. for, for any immediate uh, replacement of Bates or McGovern, unless McGovern is not as the good kind of McGovern is not as good as we think he is. So interesting pick, uh, but he's, as I said, like prototypical being pick uh, Kincaid in the first round was, I think the first time on the bean regime, that they have not, or that they have taken someone who has not been a top 30 visit. So I don't know if they didn't think Kincaid would be there or that, you know, I don't know what the variables are, but uh, that's the first time I believe not the case in the second round with Osiris Torrance, um, top 30 visit, senior bowl guys I mentioned. So very much a being guy through and through. Uh, fun fact about Cyrus Torrance, his nickname was Cyborg. His mother named him that or nicknamed him that because it remind he reminded her of a character from comics from just Justice League, Teen right. Titans. Um, if you've seen any of those movies or shows. My question is, is the mom like a big comic book person? Because that'd be kind of cool. Because that's like a that's like a deep pull. That's not like Batman or Superman. Is it kind of like I, I kind of like that. I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's he's grown in his. Like, I mean, there's cyborg relativeness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's become more like relative as the years have gone yeah. by here, but relevant. Um, yeah, relevant. Yeah, as the years have gone by here. So, uh, but I think that's kind of cool. Uh, also, she named him this, and it's gradually shifted to the nickname Cybo. Uh, as he's gone through his college years, but she named him Cyborg, nicknamed him Cyborg, because of his physique when he was when he weighed 420 pounds as a high school freshman. Good lord, it's insane! And in eighth grade, that, that is a too. big man. My thing with that is like, just I can't imagine trying to navigate your way on the dance floor of the eighth grade dinner dance <laughs> at 420 pounds. Dance. Oh my gosh! Yes, what if it's a it's lot to love. Day dance? Man, you're, we are really revealing like the culture of of AMS during our era. Oh yeah, of course, of course. 
the um, cast the, the cast system of the colored floors of our of our grammar of our middle school interesting yeah i never really thought of it as a cast system i, I suppose you're correct in, in some ways it was or we'll just we'll trying to achieve nirvana well remember when they had to add a fourth color like it was just green randomly team. like green yeah i was on the green team guess what the green team was the forgotten team because we did not get yes. any field trips i agree the green team <laughs> was still better yeah I you're agree. the lepers of middle school the red-headed stepchild yes was the green team forgotten <laughs> everyone forgot it existed for a, a while uh everyone else got a cross-country skiing field trip we did not yeah cross-country the, that field trip was pretty dope i'm not gonna if lie only, if only change.org existed back then <laughs> if only. Be, all, be all over that so are we sticking with cyborg cybo for a nickname for osiris torrance i mean cyrus o'torrance Sorry, or Cyrus O'Torrance, however you want to refer to him. Uh, what What is your initial thoughts here? Um, I, I was kind of thinking, like, for some reason, when I hear his name and I hear specifically the last name Torrance, I go to bring it on because the main character, Kristen Dunn's character, is named Torrance. Mm-hmm. So I, I was trying to think of some, like, connection to bring it on. Great movie, by the way. Classic better than it has any right to be so i was trying to think of like something with torrents or tour from bring it on but i just could not like connect the dots with it what, what were your thoughts i had like i i am struggling on this one and i think it's because they mom put like the blocker up on my nickname thoughts by saying the nickname's done and it's cyborg and i'm like well damn that's a good nickname you that's know a good nickname. i know uh so Osiris OCT is, I don't know. Um, I think it's for me, cyborg is what, is what I think is what I am, is where my head's at. But man, he's a big boy. Like, I wonder if there's like a size related one. Is it? Yeah. It could be a size related one. I just can't wait till he, uh, he's up for captain and I can throw some bring a line, bring it on lines out there. Like you're a great guard tour. Maybe you're just not Captain Material. <laughs> I mean, but I hope he's like a great guard and not Captain Material. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the pick. I, again, I think another very well well graded, high prospect pick here from Brandon Bean. And I think he's gone two for two. Also, two offensive picks. I, I think that's a rarity in the Bean regime. Yeah. He usually goes defense with these top guys and fills the offense accordingly. So, um different philosophy here from Brandon Bean in the first two rounds. And I, I, I'm happy with it. We we got Josh, another weapon. We got him some protection. That, that's the way to go. Put up 40. It's a, it's a sprint. It's a, like I always said, where are you saying bowl? Let, let's be Usain Bolt. Have everyone try to catch up to us. So let me ask you this. Would you have been happier in the moment uh, if one of the remaining wide receivers was who we chose? Like who was left? Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Tank Dell, like the best available. Tank Cedric Dell, Tillman. I do, I do like Tank Dell, Cedric Tillman. Yeah, I mean, I don't know because when you take Kincaid and he's going to play right away, like isn't that essentially your fifth receiver here? So if you're going five wide sets, let's say you got Diggs, Davis, He Wolf. Knox, Kincaid, Sherfield, Deontay Hardy Harris, 
I mean, there's only so many guys you can put on the field at once. Like my, my whole thing is like, why, if you are going, if you're targeting, this is probably a good point with the, the Torrance pick here. Like if you're targeting guard, whether it was Osiris Torrance or the next best guard, there's still like guys like Dewan Jones, who is, you know, slated to be a tackle, but could bump inside guard early in his career. Things like guys like that. If you are going to take a guard, you're targeting guard, no matter what, there's a bunch of round two grades on guards that you like or offensive linemen or whatever. Like, why do you sign Connor McGovern? Why do you sign David Edwards? Why? Like the whole thing with this draft class was they need to play and make an impact right away. Like that's, I think we all, you and I agreed on that. I think Bill's content creator, Bill's mafia, like they all agree on that. Yeah. These guys need to make an impact right away. It can't be what Brandon Bean was talking about last week with like, oh, well, our third round linebacker, well, we want to put him on special teams and ease him in with the hope that he he becomes more uh, of a staple in the in the defense second year. What? No, like these guys need to come in right away and make an impact. So if you're drafting a guard, no matter what, or a lineman, no matter what's in the first two rounds of this draft, which is what they did here, why sign these guys? Why? Why don't you sign a middle linebacker or allocate that money to something else that maybe you don't feel strongly about in this draft? We th- we thought for the longest time, maybe they'd take a linebacker. Maybe they would take a linebacker in the first round, maybe, or more likely in the second round, and they don't here. So why do you allocate money? I, I just don't know. It's just, just kind of mind-boggling how the offseason plays out a little. A lot of questions. Yeah. Still like the pick though. I like the pick in a vacuum, but I would not have gone with guard in that moment. Uh, yeah. But if you have to go with guard, I like that. But that was also my thought. I'm like, it's just like white noise. Like guard, I think is becoming one of those positions as it often does in this regime with offensive line of uh, there, or at least interior offensive linemen. Like there's one star and there's a bunch of guys who are all just about as good as each other. And that's like, okay, is it going to be Bates or is it going to be Edwards? Right. Is it going to be, you know, like, what are we doing here in the wake of Saffold? And now Sarah's a Torrance, I mean, build to be good, but is not a plug and play upgrade to any, to either of these people, I, I don't think. Um, but he might be in time. So I kind of just don't know about like the strategy. I'm, I'm of two minds about it, like when it comes to the strategy, but I think I like him as a, as a player and as a teammate. So he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good pick. I like with this pick, I worry about, like, I feel like the bills should be sponsored by like weight watchers with how they like, like to fluctuate these players weight. It's like Epinesa lose weight, boogie lose weight. Maybe some guys out there gain weight. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, Osiris Torrance, as, as I mentioned, bigger offensive linemen than they're we're used to seeing in a Cromer offensive line. Are they going to ask him to lose weight, and then we're losing like a year of him adjusting to another like body weight change and his playing style based on like I don't want to do what we do with Epinesa, where he loses fifteen to twenty pounds and has to change his whole style of play, right? From how he was successful in college, like I, just I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> Again, it, it falls uh, into the variable of do I trust these coaches to really get the best out of these players and we'll see. I mean, that that's a question we cannot answer right now, obviously. So, uh, but good pick, good value. 
Osiris Torrance, and you uh, you better change the name. I, I'll tell you what, Tony. My final thought here: you know who's on the clock right now, other than whoever's picking next here, whoever um, is the WGR jingle guy. As I sang at the top of this pick, the WGR jingle guy's on the clock now because you got to change the O'Reilly Auto Parts song to Osiris Torrance. Well, oh, let's make oh, this official. Yeah, okay. Let's make this official. I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. Yes. I mean, really, it's up to O'Reilly Auto Parts themselves to jump right in on this opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I think I think so. So, uh, great pick, great value, great uh, jingle potential. So, a good pick here in the second round from Brandon Bean. Uh, Tony, anything else to say before uh, we we wait on our round three pick here? So with him in the mix, I'm just going to ask you this question with, with Osiris in the mix. Uh, how do you picture the, like, what do you think the five will be at the start of, of the season? Uh, I think it, I think it'll be, well, the other thing is like, they have a ton of faith in Spencer Brown, right? Unju- unjustified faith <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. I don't know what that guy's done to like, if they just thought it was a down year, like, he came in out of shape during the off season and injured and whatever. He did not come ready to play last off season. And I don't think it translated well to his in season play. So why they have so much trust in trust in Spencer Brown to write the ship is beyond me, but I hope he does. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think Spencer Brown at right tackle. I think Ryan Bates, mm. Mitch Morris. I think it's a competition for starter at left guard between McGovern and Torrance and then obviously Dawkins at left tackle. So, okay. Um, that, that's how I think it shakes out. So, but okay. You kind of dodged it at left guard. I think it's, I think it's just a bad, if I, if, if I were gun to my head, if I were to, the way the bills have done dirty to some by their rookies, <laughs> including me, uh, I would say McGovern is starting. Okay. Uh-huh. On week one with Torrance, you know, like just like they did with Spencer Brown, they kind of intermittently got him in some snaps and some series. I think they do the same thing with Torrance in this case. I mean, they have the depth available at guard where they can do this. Do I like it? Do I like the approach? Not necessarily, but if McGovern is good as we think he is, he is the good Connor McGovern. Mm-hmm. Then supposedly. like I said, supposedly, then like I said, I think it's more damning for Mitch Morris next year with his salary cap, with them freeing up space, with some big contracts coming up, whether they decide to re-sign Ed Oliver, Gabe Davis is coming up. I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to move on from some guys. So I think it's more damning for Mitch Morrison next year. This is that, that's my view of it, but gun to my head, left guard is the good Connor McGovern come week one. I guess what I don't know is what they're thinking as far as like left and right. Cause in my mind, Connor McGovern is the left guard. And yes. it's a battle between Torrance and Edwards. And I think maybe even Bates to a lesser extent uh, for that right guard spot. I think Bates is pretty locked in. I think Bates is actually maybe like a, uh, I forgot that guy's name, but it, Bates Winter. is like a good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bates is a good candidate for like the end of training camp trade of like, well, we're going to cut him because we don't have space, but 
Oh, okay. he's good enough to be on someone else's team. Well, this guy wasn't good enough to be on anyone's team, but like I was thinking, like Russell Bodine came to mind. Yeah, or like Russell Bodine. Yes, yes. Oh, we, that was just uh, a good, good police job. Oh, huge good police job. He was awful, like one of the worst offensive linemen. And uh, how we got Eddie got a draft pick for him is his wizardry from Brandon Bean. But uh, maybe Truly, he pulled yes. another another. Had a trick up his sleeve here with Osiris Torrance, and uh, he'll be a standout member of that offensive line. So, uh, Tony, with that second-round pick in the books as we wait for the third-round pick, a lot of needs. They still have the linebacker we're looking for. As you mentioned, they could go wide receiver. So we'll see what side of the ball they go on. Safety, I could also see as, as a depth play here. So we will see, but uh, let's wrap up Osiris Torrance pick. And uh, we'll be back with our round three pick. And we're back with the round three pick. I just had to mention before we mention our analysis of this this player. Uh, love the pick is in chimes. <laughs> yes. Is there any other sound effect in sports that like gets like you anxious and jittery? Like the pick is in. <laughs> Who can it be? What yeah. are they going to do? Is Makes it a trade? Is it running from the other room? Is it a yeah. trade? Yeah. Right. Uh, and also, before we mention this pick, uh, who was the, uh, for lack of a, a non-swearing term, the doofus announcing this pick? Oh. Yeah. I, someone I'm I not familiar with. I didn't even see his with. name. They didn't even put Is his it, name I, on there. The, they were as confused as we were. I guess I, I almost thought it was like some viral like troll thing for yeah like some guy just ran up on stage and uh like said a name it was official obviously so was, like this was all planned up I thought it was just like a like a viral I thought security was gonna come and tackle the guy I, I didn't, they didn't they didn't highlight his name or, or flash his name on the screen in any way I had no idea who he was he didn't look like anybody from Bill's fandom, like famous fan. It wasn't Chad Michael Murray. We know that. We Tell know. me about it. You want a star. You want to get some viewers to your telecast, ESPN, ABC, NFL, whatever. You get Chad Michael Murray to announce that pick. You don't get Hell yeah. random stunt double for Justin Bieber. I don't even know who this guy was. Anyway, what is with third third round picks and just being weird? Like last year, we had Stevie and the random guy, this random hype man guy. I don't even know. Jeez, that was only last year. Yeah, Yeah. this year we have that guy who, yeah, he will always be known as a bad guy. Uh, And this year we have this guy who will always be known as this guy. Um, No idea who this person is. So uh, that was a bad look. I can't wait to go on Twitter in like 15 minutes and just see Bill's Mafia just shred this random guy apart because it was cringy. It was cringy at best. Tell you that. Yeah, it was brutal. He was forcing it big time. Anyway, on to the good stuff. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) We'll get your thoughts on this. With the third round pick, the Bill selects Dorian Williams, linebacker from Tulane. Tony? I know you're thinking it. I'm thinking it as well. Back in the Tulane bucket, the history with Tulane draft picks and the Bills is awesome. I love it. Being 
<laughs> the only player we are drafted from Tulane. Okay. JP Wasman. It did not he go did. well. That was not. He was a, a green wave. Okay. When I hear of Tulane, I just think about one of my favorite rappers. Two chains? Of course, yeah. Okay, Tulane. Yeah. <laughs> University. Dorian Williams. Essentially, you're hoping this is the Tremaine Edmonds replacement. Played a ton of inside linebacker for Tulane this past season. Projected as a weak side linebacker, though, due to his size. He does have good length. He's about 6'1", 225, so definitely not as big or lengthy as Tremaine Edmonds. It's a position in need. The linebacker room is probably one of the weakest groups on the team at this point. Uh, they just resigned A.J. Klein, who in 90% of the pictures never looks happy, so I can never get a gauge on if he's happy to be back with the Bills. <laughs> they resigned Terrell Dodson for a year, and right now – it looks like if they don't shift Milano over to Edmonds' old spot, it looks like Milano and Dodson are going to be your starting linebackers come week one for the Buffalo Bills, unless Dorian Williams is really, really good right away. Or Terrell Bernard? Question mark? Bernard? Bernard? Takes I mean, Terrell Bernard a is- gigantic year to leave. It's a confusing pick. It's a... Not a position in need because he does project as a weak side linebacker, which is Milano's role. And in Brandon Bean, and I'm sorry, and in Sean McDermott's defense, and this is why I say, is it the most likely scenario that Milano shifts over to play Mike linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds' old spot? Because you need to be smart. You need to be instinctual, which Matt Milano has in spades over Tremaine Edmonds, in my opinion. Now, Milano is not as lengthy and doesn't have the wingspan that Tremaine Edmonds does, but he can make up for that, in my opinion, with quickness, with those instincts. You don't need to be a lengthy guy if you can cover and get to your coverage zone quick enough. Like, So is it the most likely scenario that Milano shifts over to Edmonds' spot and then Dorian Williams and Terrell Bernard are battling over the starting spot at weak side linebacker. So a lot of different scenarios could play out here. The bill said earlier in the off season that they're not doing that. Yeah, I know, but they say a lot of stuff in the off season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they end up it's a smoke that. screen. <laughs> of course it's smoke season. The off season smoke season before the draft. Uh, so who do you I think is think... our middle linebacker? AJ Klein. Really? Yes. I feel for now, I, and I, I feel like Dodson is better, but I do think Dodson's better too. Anytime there's been any kind of like lack of consistency in the linebacking situation, yeah, it's always ended up AJ Klein goes in there because he's yeah maybe more Klein trustworthy and yeah. more consistent. Yeah, AJ Klein. Yeah. Even if Dodson goes in, eventually AJ Klein goes in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is what is how a it good point. Yeah. Seems to play out. So I do think. In the end, maybe AJ Klein. And then that makes a lot of sense for this pick, too. Uh, whereas, you know, similar sizes but different skill sets, this, that's like AJ Klein, you know, is in more more in his twilight years of before his regression, or mm-hmm. whereas his regression hasn't made him impossible to deal with yet. And, uh, you know, so that maybe makes more sense of AJ Klein can do it, and then all of a sudden waiting in the wings is this, Speedy little son of a gun, Dorian Williams, who can go and bring the closing speed while also gaining a little bit of weight, a little bit of muscle, so he, it doesn't get pushed around so much. 
Um, yeah. That's kind of just my my thought process on yeah, it. Yeah, very well could be a. It can be on the Terrell Bernard path of of we forget he exists. <laughs> well, that <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. But I was gonna say like Terrell Bernard supposedly was gonna be a special teams contributor and then you know slowly be integrated into the defense to eventually become a starter. Hopefully in his second year down the road, like that could be Dorian Williams this year. Uh, but Terrell Bernard was so bad that he just ended up being inactive, couldn't even get in special teams roles. So mm-hmm. it's not Dorian Williams, uh, and he actually can contribute in a defensive capacity in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, like I said, the dude was a tackling machine last year. Uh, very, like, C-ball, get-ball guy. Like, he covers a lot of field in a short amount of time. You know, put on 15 to 20 pounds, and he's right there in the Tremaine Edmonds camp. Uh, which is very funny to say he's a Tremaine Evans replacement because when you put their pictures side by side, I'll tell you what, Tony, I got a hanker in for some Dolman gum. <laughs> I mean, they both have dreads, I guess. They both have dreads. They just kind of look the same. They both have dreads. They kind of have the same facial features, like a little wider nose and kind of like beady eye. Like they, they kind of look like they could be brothers. It isn't out of the, the realm of possibility. But I would say that I like maybe if you're looking at a coincidental time of when uh, Tremaine Edmonds, you know, smiled because Dorian Williams, it seems like is a complete opposite personality of of Tremaine Edmonds. No, yeah, Dorian Williams is smiling seemingly all the time uh, and is very gregarious Mm. and is very much... uh, very personable mm. and, and well-spoken. He seems like a fun, he just seems like a fun person. So in that respect, not that Tremaine didn't, but Tremaine didn't. Um, and I would say that uh, with that, and like that's kind of also where I'm thinking. It, it seems like this guy, like and we were talking about, we were talking about Dalton Kincaid's smile yesterday. Looks like the Wicked Witch's smile compared to what, <laughs> compared to what Dorian was. Compared to what Dorian Williams is bringing to the table, is it, this pick seemed to be written in the stars, or what, however you want to describe it. The the cool story about Dorian Williams is he met some Bills Mafia members in Tulane while he was at a restaurant or something, and they told him he would be drafted by the Bills and uh, really? he would pay for their dinner. So. Yeah, I, that's what that's what I do. Tony, these guys get drafted, and I say, I look, Google search Dorian Williams fun facts or Dalton Kincaid fun facts, and uh, these are the stories mm-hmm. that come up. So, um, so it seemed to be written in the stars that he would be a Buffalo Bill, and here we are on day two of the twenty twenty three NFL draft, and he is officially a Buffalo Bill. So, um, again, we'll see how it translates. Is this or will this be? the direct Edmonds replacements we'll see, but I, I like his athleticism. I like, I like the energy he brings to the game. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think this is a pretty good pick. It's, it, it's just a roll of the dice, whether he, he can translate to an inside or, or a Mike linebacker in the NFL. So we will see again, it, it's, it's not the plug and play that you're looking for. I don't think, but we'll see. I, I'm like meh about this pick. I, I think it's good. I think it's a good pick that can become great if 
everything falls into place. Yeah. And that's why I'm not into this pick because you're asking for a lot of pieces to fall into place. Whereas there's other people with skill sets ready to roll. At least, at least I was interpreting that. So, um, to say he's in there, like, I, I think that the real hindrance on him not being the plug and play for, uh, to, to replace Tremaine is, you know, what his attributes lend themselves to, of course. But I love the idea of such a fast linebacker in the middle. It's how I always right. used to build my franchises in Madden. Uh, Absolutely. Speed. Yep. So I'm, yeah, I'm just, I need speed in my middle linebacker. Basically, just put a wide receiver there is, what I, is all I would like anything <laughs> to happen. Um, That's why you're such and, a big fan of George, George Wilson. Of course. I, so I think that the big translation issue is really just you're going to put a lot on a rookie's plate who maybe isn't used to it in the way that Tremaine Edmonds was more of like a spotlight, was used to, I don't know, spotlight, but just like leadership, I guess or like fulfilling a role of being a cornerstone in the defense. Cause now what you're asking whoever to go in there and do to be the middle linebacker, you ask them to be quarterback of the defense and receive the plays and understand all that and really have the highest high understanding um, mm-hmm. of what's going on, you know, and can this rookie g- get there? And I would say that's, that's a big ask, especially when you have a seasoned veteran who's already done it in AJ Klein and who did it in Carolina in AJ Klein, it's just kind of a wait and see. We'll see. But to say like, he's just going to be, this is Milano's backup. That doesn't make me think that's worthy of a third round pick when there's a lot of guys there that I was really excited to maybe get. And then you throw Dorian Williams in my face <laughs> to back up Matt, Matthew Milano. Right. Apparently. So you're, kind, so you're kind of mad about it. I'm pretty mad. I'm more than mad. I'm lower than mad. Ah, okay. Cause I was thinking I had a perfect nickname I think I have a perfect nickname for Dorian Williams. Okay. Cause, because we're both kind of, we're both kind of in the middle. We're not like black or white. We're gray. Uh-huh. Okay. Dorian gray. Okay. Oh, nickname of Dorian Williams, the gray. We're somewhere in the middle on him. We just don't know. We're just in this gray area. And of course, Dorian gray is famous character. So Dorian, the gray Williams. Dorian Gray, of course, the main character of Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> yes, of course. As everyone course. knows. <laughs> as, as we all know, yes. Yes. Just, you know, for some of our less cultured listeners, just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of our listeners that don't watch Gray's Anatomy, and if you don't, what are right. you doing? What, what, what what's, you your purpose, what's your purpose in life? <laughs> um, when I hear Dorian, that's not where my mind goes. I'm immediately thinking Dr. Dorian which is, or I should say John Dorian, mm-hmm. which was JD from Scrubs. Ah, uh, yes. Also gave medical. So, so one of my two nickname directions was to go, to go medically and to call him the doctor or maybe the good doctor, something, something about that. So Dr. Dorian, like when I hear Dorian, I just think I'm, my mind immediately wants to say Dr. Dorian. Yes, there's already a good so, doctor, Tony. It's all the doctors on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, and there's that show, The Good Doctor, with like, oh yeah, that and doctor. that's it. Yeah, with that, yeah, that doctor happens. is good. Yeah, Name Conor I heard McGovern. Yeah, I heard he's good. Right, <laughs> the good doc. Yeah, we yeah, got all the, the people who are good in their profe- in their respective professions. That's pretty right. 
It's pretty. Uh, it's a good omen for the season. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, I wasn't a huge Scrubs fan. I mean, I would watch it every so often. I did not know JD, the D and JD stood for Dorian. So I learned. Oh yeah. Tonight. Oh wow, that's what I'm here for, my man. I also <laughs> thought that, like, taking it the, the direction of the smile and his personality. I, I like the I like million dollar smile as a nickname. Yeah. It's Dorian Million Dollar Smile Williams or Million Dollar Smile Dorian. Okay. All right. I like that. See, I was going more if we were going for like physical traits, mm-hmm. not like puns based off his name. I'm going right okay. back to you mentioned it earlier. I'm going right back to the dreads. And Dorian Williams loves his dreads as well. He told NFL Network. When you see the hair swinging, it brings a lot of energy for everyone. So he loves oh, okay. the dreads. He loves jumping around, those dreads jumping up and down. So I don't know if you want to do like the hair up there or Ooh. something of that something of that nature. I don't know. The hair up there. He's talking about his dreads like Judge Dread. Uh, Judge Dread. <laughs> like Judge Dread. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Judge it. Dredd. Judge Dredd. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. That's good. <laughs> Judge Judge Dreads. Judge Dredd. It, it almost is like disappointing because I feel like whoever is Judge Dreads or who should be Judge Dreads like really has to be like, oh, you have the most impressive dreads in the right. league. <laughs> but I and mean, maybe it's fitting. Maybe it's be. fitting because we'll always be judging him. Oh, that's true. Judging Dreads. Yeah, Judge Dreads. Judge Dreads. <laughs> Yeah, judging dread. Um, we'll always be judging him because will we? Will he end up being the Tremaine Edmonds replacement? So I think Judge Dreads is a great nickname. Oh, that's a right. great one. I, I think that sticks. Well that, played. Okay. <laughs> Don't mind. See, this is what it's all about: workshopping nicknames. That's yes. the, that's the that's our, our strength. In yes, absolutely. This. Yeah, yeah. Just off the cuff workshop. Yeah, that's where that's where we shine. It is for sure. Uh, any other thoughts about uh, our third round pick, Dorian Williams here? I, I don't know if Bean will trade back into the third round. I don't think he has the draft capital anymore, losing his fourth round pick in the Kincaid trade. So uh, I wouldn't predict a, another pick in day two here. But uh, what are your thoughts about Dorian Williams before we move on to what I'm assuming will be the fourth round pick, uh, which we don't have? So the fifth right. round pick. So the fifth round pick. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just hope he gets more snaps than Terrell Bernard. Obviously, Ooh. having having two third round picks two years in a row, uh, or I mean, you know, two years in a row taking a linebacker in the third round, and we're obviously probably all a little bit jaded from Terrell Bernard's lack of usage. Uh, so I just hope it doesn't end Absolutely. up like that, especially yeah. because it's, this is also a a linebacker pick just like last year with Terrell Bernard, that we were all like, wait, who? That's not like <laughs> one of the people that I mocked in the third round to us 85 times. <laughs> right. That's not Noah Sewell. You know, so um, I think that there's probably a good amount of uh, criticism out there or leeriness just because we're already jaded from the Terrell Bernard situation. Really what I think would happen is uh, that both of them – are going to really step up, have amazing camps. And all of a sudden we got two stars uh, that we were all critical of for being not, for being too light. 
Oh, that'd be best case scenario. That, you well, could say, you could say people are, judge, are judging. <laughs> they are judging prematurely. Yeah, I mean that is. Yeah. That's what all. That's what Bills fans do. Oh, of course, that's what we all do. There's always like a weird like dichotomy of of Bills fans after a pick. If you go on social media, Twitter, for example, like <laughs> yeah, it's either like this is the greatest pick, Bean is a genius, or what the f are they doing? Like, there's no right. middle ground. <laughs> so it, it's very funny. Um, yeah, there's but, no. Well, he's probably okay. Yeah, right. Uh, Judge Dredd's here. I don't buy it. He has the traits to become very good. Um, we, we automatically compare it to Bernard because, as you mentioned, they're both third-round picks, consecutive years here, uh, and they'll both be competing for what we essentially think is the starting spot opposite Milano. So there's always going to be the comparison between the two. That being said, I much more prefer the traits of Dorian Williams coming out of college than I do Terrell Bernard coming out of college. Like. Mm-hmm. So if that, if that says anything, I don't know, but I mean, we say Terrell Bernard's name the way we do with a question mark, because a year later, we're still like Bernard, like that was I the forget. pick. Like, yeah. Like it's, who is this guy? I, Where I always from? forget was about he good. Yeah. And he's very forgettable. And, and cause he yeah. didn't really make a mark in college. Like if you watch Dorian Williams, you notice that guy in the field for sure. So again, his traits, are much more noticeable. I like much more than Terrell Bernard's traits coming out of college. So will that translate into a successful NFL player? We will wait and see. But uh, I think Dorian Williams has a better track to that success than Terrell Bernard at this point. So uh, I hope I ate my words. That will be great for the Bills because then Bernard will be good or Williams will be good or maybe both will be good. But our instant reaction here, it's an interesting pick, another weak side linebacker essentially uh, that we hope – that will roll in the dice on the fact that could be this could be a Tremaine Edmonds replacement. So uh, with that, round three in the books, we assume. Uh, and we'll see you in round five, everyone, for whoever the Bills pick. Round five, we are back. And the Bills trade down. Brandon Bean trades down with the Washington Commanders and selects with his pick, the 16th pick in the fifth round, Justin Shorter, wide receiver from Florida, another guy they had as a visit pre-draft. Tony, I couldn't love this pick more. You, mm. sell, me on, you sell me on a good oxymoron, like a 6'4 wide receiver being named Shorter, I'm sold immediately. Love a top-tier oxymoron. It is a top-tier. <laughs> Justin Shorter is a is a big dude, 6'4", 229, according to ESPN. Um, so a massive frame, long arms. This this guy had this is what you look for in these later rounds, fifth, sixth, seventh round. You look for just one or two traits that maybe stand out from the rest of the field that your coaching staff can develop some of those weaker traits or traits that they didn't have in college to make them an NFL player. Shorter has a massive frame. He's a go up and get it guy, super long arms. He's a vertical threat. He's a red zone threats. He's a good blocker for a wide receiver. So he has some traits that translate very well initially to the NFL. He is a body catcher. He's not sure of those hands. Sometimes like 
there are some his route running needs work, but again, you're looking for a couple traits, and he has a couple traits that I think uh, could become a, a good player down the road here. So uh, I like the pick. I think it's it's good value in the fifth round. ESPN had him as their 33rd best ranked wide receiver. So um, I, I don't mind it. I mean, there's, there's not a lot we can say about these late round guys. Like it's a wait and see approach. Like, like Matt Milano, fifth round pick. Like we didn't know if Matt Milano would be good. We liked some of his traits. We liked his instincts at BC. We liked some of those traits were NFL ready. Some were not and they developed and he became a really good player. And that's what you hope for in these fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. Justin Shorter, I think, fits that bill pretty well here. No one's giving this comp, but do you see parallels with DK Metcalf and Justin Shorter in the sense of, you know, like super freak athlete, big, big old, big guy, big, big, just cedar tree of a man. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then did you see that picture floating around of like him, like with his muscles and his shirt off and stuff? Yeah, very Singletary esque. Yeah, very. Oh, yeah, very Singletary esque. Yeah, but like that's what, like I picture that and I'm like, oh, that's like when DK Metcalf was, <laughs> was like throwing his picture around of like him in the weight room. Yeah. Like he's this then, big physical freak and everything, but it was also, you know, what was the criticism on him was his route tree and his agility. And then to look at the Raz profile on Shorter, uh, it's like everything's really high, everything's green or close to green, but that area of of the the cone drill is like, it was bad. You know, he doesn't have very much agility happening. So I don't know. Am I, am I crazy to think that this is the, that this is DK light coming to us? No, you're not crazy. (laughs) No, it's not a lot. Um, No, (laughs) no, it's like I said, the, some traits are there that uh, make Justin Shorter a very intriguing prospect. You know, he's he's lower ranked in terms of like splits and those kind of change of direction combine testing drills and things like that. So uh, I think DK Metcalf was a much, much better catcher of the ball, which well, is a very, obviously. Important, very uh-huh. important factor as a wide receiver. <laughs> like the, the sky report on Justin Shorter is body catcher, double catcher. Like he doesn't catch the ball cleanly which I feel like if you're getting piss missiles from Josh Allen left and right, like you need to catch the ball clean. You got to have good hands. Uh, you know, something Gabe Davis obviously has and had came, coming out of college. And that's why he's been relatively successful in his short career here. Uh, and was successful immediately. Like he was a training camp standout. So mm-hmm. uh, Justin Shorter is going to have to hit the jugs machine hard after practice and work on some of that fluidity in terms of catching the ball. But again, you, you can't teach guys who are his size and his weight and have his verticality to a, uh, a player. So those are things that you can't see. Those are just natural gifts that he has, that he brings to this team that can be very useful in this type of offense. So uh, again, as a fifth round pick, it's a, a low risk, high reward, which is Brandon Bean's MO. I, I like it. 33, uh, almost 34 inch arms, which is silly long for a wide receiver. So again, he can get up there. He can go get it. He can out jump guys. 
you can outstretch guys to get the ball. But again, if, if he needs to change directions, if he needs to catch the ball clean, like there's just a lot of questions. It, it's a typical fifth round pick, but uh, great name, some great traits. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it. Uh, several weeks ago, I saw a YouTube video came across for me and it was right after Justin Shorter was brought in on his visit. And they were like, oh, why this Justice Order might be targeted, like why the Bills probably are absolutely just infatuated with him. And I was, and I, Shorter wasn't someone who was really on my radar that much. So yeah. I watched it and everything made sense as far as I'm like, this is weird to me that he's not talked about so much as, as a possibility when it seems like he really would be. And, he, and obviously he was because he's a Bill now. Right, right. Um, I yeah, love the I like story. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I like time. him. Good all the way around here with this situation. Had some great highlights during the Shrine Bowl this year. My first story from Justin Shorter though is his mom was the one who was his Q. As he proclaims his QB one, his mom was like throwing him passes day in and day out, working with him. So my question to Tony is: Did we jump the gun on Kyle Allen as a backup QB for Josh Allen? <laughs> Could it have been Justin when Shorter? Could it have been Justin Shorter, Mrs. Shorter? We know what Brandon Bean's answer to this would be. It's the classic answer. You know, I'm always looking to upgrade. I'm always, I'm always looking for any place where I can do it. But can we afford them? And obviously, that's the problem that we see here is Brandon Bean would not be able to afford the mom. Yes, right. Uh, it's funny you mentioned DK Metcalf too, because uh, one TikToker, as I see here. Uh, called, is the guy who announced the pick? <laughs> maybe it doesn't look like it. They don't have the same voice. It's a, it's a uh, non-visual TikTok, if you will. It's just like a Justin Shorter highlight. It looks like here, but but he does call D. Uh, he calls Justin Shorter a uh, goodwill version of DK Metcalf. So to that, I say, what's wrong with the goodwill? The goodwill is a great organization. Nothing. Some of my exactly. favorite items are from. Goodwill or Ambets or Salvation Army. Exactly. No, Half my no. high school wardrobe was from the Goodwill or Ambets or Salvation Army. Well, there you, you go. You wanted a retro t-shirt from the Taste of Buffalo? There's Hell only yeah. one place to go. Hell yeah. And I would, so what, and I, so what's wrong with that? I don't, I don't know. Like, that's exactly what I would want out of the deal. See, if we're getting a Goodwill version of DK, then this is a very exciting pick. And I think it is actually a very exciting pick. I can't wait to see him just like do cr some crazy, some crazy stuff. Just like, I you know, physicality wise. Yeah. 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 Right. He'll be, he'll be one to watch during, during a training camp for you, Tony, for sure. So oh, he better uh, be on the, the drugs machine all the time. I'm going to be like policing him on the drugs machine to ensure that he and, and his stretching better be on point. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's on stretch watch. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, everyone's on stretch watch. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. Um, so that is the Bills' fifth-round pick, Justin Shorter, wide receiver out of Florida. Another Florida guy dipping into the Florida bucket twice here, double dipping into the Florida bucket. Um, don't know how I feel about that. Florida <laughs> didn't have the greatest season. It's not a state I particularly like. I mean, right. They're kind of like the joke of the country. Like there's a, yeah. there's a Florida, there's a Florida man, like meme <laughs> for every day. Right. Like what's the, what's the, uh, what's the running joke? Like you Google search 
like Florida man in a random date and there will just be the wackiest story that comes up in the search results. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, like that's the real meme is the uh, is the headline that starts as Florida man. Now, man, question, follow up question for you on this. Are you not in Florida right now? I am in Florida right now, Tony. Oh, they want to let the okay. cat out of the bag. They want to well, let the cat out of the bag. But I am down here doing some in-depth research, getting some instant reactions from the Floridians on how they oh, okay. feel about Osiris Torrance and now Justin Shorter. <laughs> they know they know these players better than anybody. They lived them. And I, and I will be bringing them, their thoughts to next week's show. Good. I can't wait to hear them. The only time I can't wait to hear what someone that lives in Florida, <laughs> Florida has, to say. has to say. Right. <laughs> that That is the only time we want to hear yeah, what this, what, this will be the only say. time. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know if it's an omen. Uh, I don't know if I uh, caused this. this it seems uh, related. Florida, Florida sans of Brandon beans uh, because I am in Florida currently. And it, I, I, again, we want to talk about omens here. I think me coming down to Florida this weekend, I, I got here on Thursday, so this, this makes perfect sense, uh, was mm-hmm. the cause of Brandon Bean drafting two Florida guys. Also, currently, right now, outside my window, a uh, huge storm going on. And there's been a lot of storms going through here. Uh, every day I've been here. Uh, so I don't know if that's a good omen as well for – for what it says about the Florida draft picks, me being down here. So it's a coin flip. It's uh, I guess, I guess so. I, I guess feel like I was the reason they're on the team. And I feel like if they fail, you're the reason I'm going to be the reason they fail as well. <laughs> that, well, yeah, you're connected. You're tied to them. I'm tied. Where's to them, Tulane? Where, what state is Tulane in? Tulane. Uh, it's in New, or- New Orleans. <laughs> it's in New oh, Orleans. Yeah. It's a, oh, yeah, you're right. It's in the, New Orleans. The I've worst actually, city in the world. The yeah, worst I've been city to in Tulane. I don't know why I'm not. I don't know why I'm asking. Like, I've been to Tulane University in New Orleans, of course. <laughs> okay. Where is this place I've been to? <laughs> yeah, where is this place I've already been to? Uh, garbage city. Absolutely. Smells like every worst smell you can imagine combined into one as soon as you step off the plate. That's another knock on Dory Williams. They went to Tulane. That's why Tulane players stink. That's why JP stunk. You'll never be LSU yeah. Tulane. <laughs> That's true. They won't be. <laughs> uh, Tony, uh, any other thoughts about Justin Shorter before uh, nope, we move like to him. the sixth round? Uh, no. I'm ready to move on. Ready to move on? Let's move on. We'll be back with uh, the Bills' sixth round pick. And we're back a little later than we expected as Brandon Bean has traded out of the sixth round, picking up some draft capital next year. I think it's a six-round pick next year, but traded into the seventh round. And with pick 13 of the seventh round, pick 230, the Buffalo Bills select Nick Broker, guard out of Ole Miss. Now, Tony, with later-round picks, Seventh round, especially. I don't have a lot of in-depth analysis on this guy and these guys, so uh, I think this is where we can be uh, our wittiest, possibly. And <laughs> you can't go for broker if you don't draft Nick. Wow! Um, but uh, peak wittiness right there. 
Hey, I try. Uh, Ole Miss guard. I think there's some things to like. Um, I like that he comes from a Lane Kiffin pro style offense. So I think he has that going for him uh, coming into the NFL. This guy's going to be a practice squad guy. I mean, there's no no way around it. Uh, he's a developmental guy. Uh, his pre-draft analysis, according to ESPN, says he uh, fires off the ball, keeps his pads down, gets a good initial pop in the run game. He lacks as a pass protector, per pass protector though, because uh, of shorter arms and maybe uh, a lack of athleticism. So uh, I think, again, we'll look at for, we're looking for one or two uh, standout traits. I think Nick Broker has them, uh, and I like the program he comes from. So, you know, the seventh round, I think. We don't know. It seems okay on paper, but what are your thoughts on uh, Nick Broker here? I mean, great I name. really think that <laughs> it is a great it, – it lends itself to the nickname game. Yes. Um, I mean, I really think that this pick is all about the idea that we have another, another six-round pick next year happening uh, at long last with these trade downs. And so, uh, you know, is it the acquisition of Broker plus – that draft capital for next year, or possibly, dare I say, for an upcoming trade uh, this mm-hmm. year, this offseason. Uh, yeah, I no mean, charge. yeah, it, it seems like good value or good enough value. Brandon Bean stated that he was clear, it was like a clear cut. He's far and away higher than anybody else who was available. But there were people that I was still hoping for uh, when we made this pick that I was like, uh, I think I still, I thought there was some talent that that really, really fell um, as often happens in the seventh round, a la Jojo Doman. Uh, but <laughs> doesn't it seem like being like, this is kind of an MO that I'm noticing is when we have a sort of clear cut identified position of need and we take one of them very early, we also take the same position very late little bit of insurance or something happens with that. Like I'm noticing this pattern. This is a, an Elam Benford. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we, it seems like we tend to do this and here we are now with, with cyborg and uh, this player and broker. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cyborg and broker. He, he seems fine. <laughs> What's it, the vibe we have on this guy? It is, it is interesting that they do go back to the offensive guard. Well, um, and then again, just like OOO Osiris, Nick Broker is a, a tried and true guard. There's not much I, I don't think reading about him. Like you can move him along the line, maybe at center, but he, he's he's a guard. He's played guard. So I don't know if Brandon Bean is trying to do everything he can to ensure up the interior of the offensive line, but you know. We could do some tackle depth as well. Like Tommy Sweeney mm-hmm. coming off a huge injury, um, we just we just don't have it feels like any tackle depth on this team currently. So uh, it is interesting that he goes with Broker here. I would have loved in the freaking Ravens, man. Like the Ravens <laughs> are like the thorn in my draft side because they. I feel like every year they take and they draft right before us because obviously. Like they make the playoffs and get marginally far in, in the playoffs. And, you know, we go a little farther than them typically. So they're always picking either, you know, less than five picks before us. And they always snatch the guy 
I wanted. For example, in the third round, how awesome would it have been if Trenton Simpson fell to the Bills? Not that we're saying Bean would have drafted him, but if Trenton Simpson was the pick over Dorian Williams, I think Trenton Simpson went two or three picks before Dorian Williams in the third round. Like, man, that would have been a home run. If you come out of the first three rounds with a top prospect, tight end prospect in this draft, uh, the top, what many say the top ranked offensive guard in this draft is in Torrance, and probably one of the top three interior or inside linebackers in this draft in Simpson, That that is a killer three rounds. I mean, not saying Dorian Williams is not going to be a good player or become a good player or have a better career than Trent Simpson, but man, I love Trent Simpson. I've loved him from the start of this process. I love what he brings on the field, off the field with his leadership, and the Ravens just swinging and scoop him up a couple picks before us. Same thing happens in round seven here. The pick before Nick Broker, the Ravens take Andrew Voorhees, offensive guard from USC, who is most known for uh, tearing his ACL at the combine this year. But if he mm-hmm. didn't do that, if that didn't happen to him, that's this guy is probably a third round at worst draft pick uh, in this year's draft. So if he fell to the Bills, who are with the Torrance pick, already pretty rich in terms of depth at interior line, you can stash Voorhees for a year easily, and you might next year have a third round talent, and you could you could go elsewhere uh, in next year's draft. So, uh, freaking Ravens swing in again and, and scoop up the guy I really wanted. Uh, but Broker seems like a, a solid seventh round guy. I have no complaints. Uh, looking at some stuff here, the only complaint I really have is he was mic'd up for an Ole Miss practice session and. He used the famous line when he was trying to hype up his teammates to get him ready for practice. Suggest you're ready. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know. Suggest you're ready. Like that is the, that might be the lamest, like hype up phrase ever. (laughs) Suggest you're ready. I don't know. I want my players to just be ready. I don't want them to, to suggest they're ready. I just want them to be ready. I want them to be hyped. So uh, that's my only knock initially on Nick Broker here. But for a seventh-round guy, for a developmental guy, like I said, comes from a Lane Kiffin pro-style offense at Ole Miss, so more professional ready than a lot of guys coming out of college in that regard. Uh, So, And he does have have some power and good run-blocking ability. So, again – couple traits that that stand out that you hopefully those ones that don't those coaches can develop and like every pick of this draft i i like the player to a certain degree i i not mad at any pick like i was mad at the bernard pick last year right i'm just unsure of if these coaches can get the best out of them and can aaron cromer develop Osiris Torrance, Nick Broker. Can he develop these guys into uh, viable players on this team or contributing players on this team? We'll, we'll see. That's the biggest question I have. My question, my impression, I should say, my first impression of Broker 
is that he looks like like he could be like a cousin or something of Dalton Kincaid. And <laughs> I tweeted this, like you get the right pictures of these guys. And it's just like, they could even be brothers. Like they look, they have the very similar vibe and like so many of the features are the jawline. same. Yeah. Very similar jawline. It's like, as I tweeted, like it's like someone was dating uh, bro- Nick Broker and then they broke up with and they broke up with Nick Broker and then like their next boyfriend was Dalton Kincaid and everyone's being like oh did you see your new boyfriend yeah she's got a type <laughs> like it's it's just like the old one right like they look through they look like each other like kind of in that just similar vibe mold i was kind of thinking like, along great. i was kind of thinking of the joke of like when you order Dalton Kincaid on wish you get Nick Broker. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you get uh, Nick Broker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks wise, at least. Um, so, it, it's it's fine. Like, I don't know. There's not much we can say about a seventh-round pick. He's got a great name. He's got a couple traits that, that stand out that I think are positives that I like. And that's all, that's all you can ask for in a seventh-round pick. Go for Broker. That's what we did. We went for broker. <laughs> That's what we did. And uh, we and, got it. And, and with the, the seventh round pick, the Bills pick up an additional seventh round pick in the trade down. So uh, we'll be up sooner again here to finish this thing out than, than we think here. So, uh, Tony, any other thoughts about the old Miss offensive guard here before uh, we, we get ready for our what I think is our last pick of this draft? If it even happens. But, yeah, I'm good. Let's round this <laughs> thing out, too. And we're back with the Bills' final pick. Well, you can only imagine is the final pick. It's pick 252, so there's only seven or so more picks in this draft. I, I doubt the Bills are going to pick again. Uh, but with that second seventh-round pick, the Bills select Oregon State cornerback Alex Austin. This is the Isaiah Hodgins redemption story we just they need to pick another late round oregon state guy to make up for the loss of isaiah hodgins um alex austin is a taller cornerback uh there's a lot of people online who seemingly like this pick i think it's a great value uh six one one ninety five i kind of like that uh his first and last name both have a i love alliteration and they can't really do alliteration with balls but alex austin does it's a it's a cool sounding name double a i'm sure is is a nickname that is a front runner here for alex austin so my initials so i can't (laughs) complain there and they're your initials as well so yeah we know you like it uh but it seems like he's it seems like he's kind of got the same bio is Kyrie Elam and I'm not comparing a, a seventh round pick to a first round pick. I, Kyrie Elam is obviously a much better prospect, but when we look at their bios and their traits, uh, Alex Austin, it says he's an effective, uh, he's effective in press and he wins with his hands and being aggressive and things like that. And uh, kind of, kind of got the same vibes from Kyrie Elam last year, you know, likes to play aggressive, likes to be in your face, good in run support. Uh, 
probably will need to learn Sean McDermott's zone scheme a little more. And that's the question I have, Tony, is with Sean McDermott at the helm of the defense now, will we see a change in philosophy to this defense? It seems uh, like I we will that, based on how they draft. I agree. I agree. I, I think that we will based on not only based on how they draft, but basically I'm saying I'm predicting this based on uh, the report that we got from Ron Rivera, Steamboat Ron, uh, saying that he was like that when Sean McDermott was coaching under him, he was incredibly aggressive yeah. to a detriment. And I'm like, well, that's a lot different than, than what I'm used to used to and what I am thinking. So even if everything's the same, the way this thing is called, the, the defense is adopting a new personality. And right. without, without very much turnover on the defense, one, one has to wonder how that's going to turn out. Like, and I think that that will be a, an interesting sociological experiment sort of is what, because what will be revealed is, is that are the players how much are the players who Sean likes? How much are the players who Bean likes? How much are the players who Leslie Frazier liked? Yeah, I think it's Based a whole on, change in philosophy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who we'll see. Sean McDermott likes. Uh, it could be Alex Austin, but interesting. Another cornerback seems like kind of a wasted pick in my mm-hmm. book. Um, not as much as the Patriots are wasting picks with picking a kicker in the third round and a putter <laughs> as well. Like guys, you can probably get much later, but uh, we're, I think we're very deep at cornerback currently. Um, Sands, this Alex Austin pick, uh, you got Travis Wayne and Kyrie Lim, seemingly the starters. Uh, you got Benford back, of course, huh? and mm-hmm. you sign, resigned Dane Jackson. So I mean, that, that's a solid for four rotation right there. Right. And so, you got Taron Johnson. And you got Taron Johnson. Maybe they see Alex Austin as a, a bigger nickel being 6'1", 190, or maybe they mm-hmm. even transition him um, or start to play the long game of transitioning him into a safety as well. Uh, he does have that length. Um, so, uh, again, a seventh-round guy probably bound for the practice squad or, or not mm-hmm. making the team, but um interesting interesting taller more aggressive style of cornerback so uh typically we've seen sean mcdermott and brandon bean draft the zone friendly before Kyrie elam that is but the zone friendly more instinctual guys not the the press coverage man uh be aggressive get in your face kind of cornerback uh now with elam now with the Alex Austin and Bedford, hopefully they move to that style of defense. And you mentioned Sean McDermott being much more aggressive in his philosophy than, than mm-hmm. maybe Leslie Frazier was. Uh, hopefully we will not see a third and six and the cornerbacks lining up pre-snap 12 yards from the line of scrimmage. Uh, they'll be right in, especially when they're blitzing, uh, they'll be right in the guy's back pockets uh, right up jamming him at the line. So uh, hopefully we see it. Um, 
But Tony, any other thoughts on, on Alex Austin? Again, these seventh round guys, we, we don't really get into the weeds on because, you know, who knows if they make the team A, B. We don't even know. We don't go that far <laughs> in our mock drafts typically, and and these names uh, never come come across our screens. So, uh, any other thoughts on Alex Austin from your initial read ups and commentary here on on the telecast? Uh, Shades of Wild Goose. Oh, you know, I like I that. Mean, I mean, we have him, late round guy. We'll probably put him on the practice. Destined for the practice squad. But is he destined to be plucked from the practice squad? Time will tell. Uh, Nickname-wise, I was trying to think what the deal is. Did you come up with any nicknames? He is like the most generic name. I know. It's really a challenge. When I hear like Alex, I'm thinking like, oh, the Alex, like the Alex Theater, Seinfeld. (laughs) It was one place my mind went. Um. Alex Austin. I was kind of confusing with like Austin Evans, the YouTuber. Um, okay, I don't know who that is. These Did he announce a Bill's third round pick? He, I don't know. I don't know who announced the <laughs> Bill's third round pick. Some guy. Some from guy. The internet. Some internet person did. And, uh, and uh, I don't know. I got, I got nothing nickname wise on him yet. I, I'm sure it will reveal itself. I, I I was going like more towards going up with a nickname game like superhero with this one because of the AA. Like a lot of superheroes have yes. alliterative names like Bruce Banner, right? Stephen Strange. Like <laughs> I was trying to think of some like superhero uh, dot connecting with this one, but uh, he does have a father named Al Austin. I learned mm-hmm. that, okay. which is weird I yes mean, it's like because alex two different letters yeah right right Double L- is this another epinesa epinesa situation <laughs> yeah epis epi is that what they call him they call him epi yeah epinesa? they call him epi epinesa yeah yeah epi epinesa i don't know so alex austin who knows alex austin um i'm sure so that he he will be a practice squad name that i will like forget if i have to think of people on the practice squad <laughs> right know, like i will well he's, it's a very like you said very common like yes not exciting at all there was a guy earlier drafted who was um i think his first name was like cavassier or something and i was like oh, oh, really? that'd, be, that'd be awesome if the bill that's a dream <laughs> what a dream yeah. name cavassier right <laughs> and, and then uh, dream and nickname then also, obviously is the ladies man Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I was also mad at us that we did not pick him in our best names draft. Yeah. Like he he slipped through the cracks big time. Yeah, um, we fucked up. Yeah, we messed that one up real bad. But that is the 2023 Bills, Buffalo Bills draft class. Six picks this year. Uh, and 84 thought, next year. And 84 next year, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> it's considering we're going to draft all defensive tackles next year. Yeah, I know. Good we point. didn't take one yeah. this year, shockingly. Um, well, being, and, if, and I was being, mad at that being, too, Tony. That was my Jojo Doman this year. Was what? Moro Jojo, Ojomo. Oh, I know. I was mad at that too. I was yeah. the whole time. I'm like, well, we better take Moro Ojomo. 
And then yeah. when we He's traded down, down, I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't believe we traded down with him on the board. I'm like, this is amazing. We're just walking right into Morrow here. Right. And then we it trade like down. Very like, obvious. Wild. Yes. Agreed. Like, I'd rather have him say, than another cornerback. But Bean did say that he was went into the days of the draft hoping and anticipating he was going to get a, a defensive tackle, but the value never fell for him on the board. I think Moro Jomo is great value at se- in the seventh round. That's but what I that's think too, me. but but I, think I was too, but, like to wrap this thing up and that's a good point to wrap this thing up. Like pre-draft process, Brandon Bean said he did not have a lot of first round grades in this draft class on these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking he undersold that quite a bit. I don't think he had a lot of grades on anybody in this. I don't think he liked this draft class at all. <laughs> considering yeah. He traded down on, on day three twice and picked right. up two picks next year, which he could use for fodder to trade or whatever to move up. But still, like, I don't think he liked a lot of players in this draft class and these fifth, seventh round guys here are just kind of like, well, we got to pick a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that, that was my, like to wrap a bow on this thing. That was my final thought. I was like, I don't think Bean liked really anyone besides Kincaid and Torrance. And he talked highly on Dorian Williams and tackling machine, but the way the way this draft fell is like, yeah, three picks in the first three rounds, and then one in the fifth and two in the seventh. That's that's a weird like ladder of draft picks. Like there's there's a lot of gaps there. No fourth round pick, no sixth round pick, two sevens. Mm-hmm. Like just I don't think being like a lot of players in this draft. That's what it seemed like. He was highly critical of of most. And then even, you know, yeah. to say on Thursday night, to say that he did not have first-round grades on all four of the wide receivers that were taken in that, uh, you know, in that run on wide receivers in the early 20s. Maybe, maybe Bean just doesn't give first-round grade. Like, maybe the criteria of what merits a first-round grade is just a lot for him. Oh, yeah. I think he's a very tough grader. Very tough grader. He's a a tough grader too. He's that teacher at high school you just hate because it's like really like this 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 essay deserved a at least a B plus and you gave me a C minus. (laughs) Like come on, that's Brandon B, the the high school teacher you hate because they're such a hard grader. Because they're tough, tough but fair. Tough but fair. Tony, that is the. 2023 draft class. I know you've been working on it for a couple days now. Now that we have the final pick in the books in Alex Austin, would you like to unveil your unveil your 2023 Buffalo Bills draft <laughs> parody? song for us? Draft parody <laughs> song for us. A parody, yes. As as we usually start episodes with a parody, here we are ending this draft with a parody. Of a little song you may be familiar with. Torrance, Kincaid, Ole Miss, guard today, third round, linebacker, Justin Shorter, wide receiver in round four, after we get Cyborg, Broker, Austin, a Williams named Dorian, Bill's dealing on draft day. Down, we're trading, prematurely grading, Bill's dealing on draft day. Not yet for D Hop Rock, Steady and Bebop. <laughs> and that's it. 
Draft is over. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. All uh, right. Good rock setting bebop reference. Always Thanks. appreciate it. Only there because it rhymes. Hey, anytime you can add the best Ninja Turtles characters, uh, you have to. So well done. That is our initial thoughts on this year's draft class listeners. Uh, just to wrap up the episode. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Shop local, support local, quality koozie starting at just $5. Check out travelinggrowler.com. The podcast store, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny, all one word. Go on the Google in that little search bar there. Type Witty Not Funny, all one word. Teespring. Hit the search button. First thing that pops up. Check out the store. Check out all the cool designs. Maybe buy a Tower Bass. Just sign an extension. Get a Bass Zynga t-shirt. Shout out Big Bang Theory. So all cool designs. Uh, support the podcast. Fairly cheap compared to other non-original t-shirt designs out there. Uh, looking at the official Bill's Mafia product clothing line there. Uh, but check it out. Teespring.com. Wait, not funny the podcast we appreciate it where to find the podcast you can find the podcast wherever you find podcasts to listen to for free itunes spotify only on the built in buffalo podcast network at built in buffalo underscore dropping every sunday if you like us leave us a review subscribe show us some love we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time we greatly appreciate it and we truly do mean that uh hopefully you enjoyed everything we had during the draft this episode uh, our draft round one thread on Thursday. Hope you enjoyed all the winningness throughout draft weekend. Uh, Twitter handles. Tony, are you back on Twitter? I downloaded Twitter the other day. Wow, big move. Uh, many of my other Twitter accounts I will never be able to access because I have no idea what the passwords are or what email <laughs> I used. But... <laughs> The the account oh, those that burners I, up in flames. <laughs> yeah, the account that I do have access to is at Tony Ambrose. I have tweeted from it recently, so you will find that the old and I'll see it on Twitter. The old <laughs> the old double A, except it's T A because those are that's the name I use on this. Yes. <laughs> uh, follow Tony. Uh, follow the. Podcast handle at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter, Instagram, Woody Fight Sports, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, follow us. We love connecting with the Buffalo sports community out there. We'll follow back. And finally, a send off for the listeners. Tony, any draft day send off for our listeners? I cannot wait to trade those two extra six round picks and maybe our extra third round pick for mm-hmm. a a difference-making weapon. A difference-making wide receiver. That'd be excellent. That that that's the feeling you got as Brandon Bean was yeah, it's gather, gathering these draft picks. Yes, that's what I hope. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That is not the only players added uh, this offseason, and in, in at least in the draft capacity. Uh, but um, that's all I got. So, as I always say, so everybody out there, everyone, thanks for listening. Happy 2023 draft. Go Bills. Well, Sean is a fresher brick there. Go Bills. He just loved trying restaurants. Matter bye. of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and every. Most of you guys. That really is still 
swollen, isn't it? It's a little swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.